admit it. You think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people. Come on. You're thinking it right now. You may think nobody wants your data. Like, who are you? You're not important, right? We're not important. What difference does it make? You think hackers can't grab your passwords or your credit credit card details. But you'd be wrong. That's right. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. When you leave your Internet connection unencrypted, you might as well just be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. That's why I took action. I protect myself from cyber criminals. I use ExpressVPN. I use it every day, everywhere I go. ExpressVPN is going to secure and anonymize your Internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. Your ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, and tablet. I go to the app. I just click a button. Boom, it's on. You turn it on with just one click. ExpressVPN is going to give you the ability to safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having my personal data stolen. So for over only $7 a month, you can get the exact same ExpressVPN protection that I have. Now, how many of you have not used public Wi-Fi on a plane or at a fast food restaurant? Or Come on, tell the truth. Get ExpressVPN. You need it. It's the number one VPN service by TechRadar. That's how they ranked it, number one, so you can't go wrong. And it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash watch Chad, yep, you heard me right. ExpressVPN, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash watch Chad for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash watch Chad to learn more. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Braithers Show. We're going to have fun today. Let me tell you something. Uh... First of all, at the day of this taping, hearts go out to our hearts go out to the folks in Missouri that just suffered a devastating tornado last night. A lot of a lot of damage, a lot of injuries, a lot of things going on up there. And of course, Mercury One uh, is is an organization that they're going to have boots on the ground there, just like in all disaster areas. And so we're happy to be coming to you from these Mercury One studios. And and you can always find out things by going to MercuryOne.org. I think I got that right, didn't I? Can't it? MercuryOne.org. You can always find out ways to donate and help. Uh, that are there, and uh, so our hearts go out to them. And uh, gosh, I'll tell you, when you, we start messing with so-called Mother Nature, when you get when you get in the way of some of these storms, it, it gets to be some crazy, crazy stuff. So here we sit in the middle of Texas. We're certainly not immune to stuff like that. We've seen it happen over the years. And uh, anyway, party foul, Steve. Just hanging out over there. So full of life today, I'm here. man. No, I'm ready. No, you're not. Yes. You just you're dozing. You're back on keto, and it's making you lazy. Nope. Yeah, you need a carb. Eat a potato. No. Yes. Come on. I'm back on it with you, buddy. There you go. I'm hardcore now. Hardcore. Natalie, I'm back. I ate egg white bites this morning. You did? I cooked cooked two eggs this morning, drank some bulletproof coffee. It's, It's so against the grain to think about putting fat in your coffee. Yeah. You know, or butter in your coffee and drinking it. But I feel good. It's great. I'm back. I I. I saw myself on a prior episode earlier, you know, last week, and, and I was like, oh, you look disgusting. You know, I did that movie where I had to play a retiring Marine, so I had to shave my face. I didn't like that. And you would think you're going to be in a movie. You'd lose weight getting prepared for that. Not me. Not me. I was eating everything <laughs> in sight. 
No. <laughs> Everybody's like, well, you were a retiring master sergeant. You look the part. So, you know, God bless <laughs> totally the Marines. Totally believable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they were like, you didn't even have to shave or cut your hair. So, anyway, Puppet Master Mark sitting over here driving this starship, having a good time. Uh, at least I'm telling him he is. And Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, sitting. How often do you do your nails? Like, every time I come in here, your nails are different. Like, do you do your nails just every day? Are you bored? You need a boyfriend. <laughs> That's a loaded question. Yeah? Maybe. I don't know. How but, often do you do your nails? Um, not, I mean, not, not that often. But, I mean, we have a long period of, you've been out of town for quite a while. Yeah, well, I have. But yesterday your nails were red. Anyway, I, I don't care. I don't even care about this, this <laughs> answer. She just, you know, thank God for Natalie and Candice. They give us something to look I'm at. I'm trying to set Mark and up. I gave him the <laughs> phone number for a girl. Mark doesn't talk to people. He's sitting right next he's to like, Mark doesn't talk to human beings. He's like, yeah. And then I'm like, have you called her? No. Have you called her? No. Have you called her? What's? I, I have not yet. Are you going to? I'm thinking about it. Have you now. seen her? I saw like one picture of her. One picture? Yeah. Natalie, no, that could be I very misleading. No, we don't yeah. know. Is this a five-year-old picture? I only send great leads. How, how, how Great leads? Yes. You're like a matchmaker. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> what do you look at you? <laughs> but have you met Mark? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But that beard, don't let it go to waste, pal. Yeah. Trust me, yeah. with this naked face, don't let it go to waste. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You remember a couple of weeks ago we were on here talking about uh, a headline episode and one of my favorite topics we talked about in a long time, and I just had a blast talking about this thing. And I, 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 no pun intended when I say blast, but we were talking about bomb shelters and storm shelters and how these folks out in Silicon Valley with just bukoodles of money were, were buying up these storm shelters, shipping them over to New Zealand. And they were having to pay like, what, $3 million just to get like a, a citizen-type passport to come over there and – Investors visa that just rolls off the tongue, but it costs them like three million dollars, and so you know just to be there and have a place. And they're putting these storms or these these shelters in, kind of in, you know in case of the end of the world. I guess if somebody announces that there uh, there's a nuclear war imminent, they're just going to jump on a private jet and take off to New Zealand. Like that's makes sense, right? That's lucid. That's my plan. Uh, I got a feeling that uh, Qantas isn't going to be flying that day, but whatever. So. I was fascinated by this thing. I got on the website of this company called Rising S that is building these bunkers that these guys are going crazy for. And I was searching through it, and I was like, okay, so how much does one of these things cost? So, like, the, the little the little bunker there, the smallest one, was like, I don't know, $40,000, $45,000. And I was like, I need one of these. Like, I, I got that. I could do this. I need this in the backyard. But I, I don't care about the end of the world. I just kind of want a place to get away, you know? I just want a place to go be me. In a, in a 10 by 20 kind of place. <laughs> so anyway, it's just a little man cave. It runs some power to it. And so then I was going all the way up. And all of a sudden there was like $8 million ones with a bowling alley and the whole thing. And I was just fascinated by this stuff. And I'm going through all the floor plans. And I'm like dreaming dreams of living underground for the rest of my life alone by myself. So I was so fascinated about by it. Candice and I got to talking about this thing, and she said, well, they're out of Murchison, Texas. This this company that makes these things are out of Murchison, Texas. And I said, is there any possible way we can get them on the Chad Prather Show? So I'm happy to introduce you to my new friend here. We've been sitting here visiting before the show started, Clyde Scott, who is the owner and the founder of Rising S. Is it Rising S Bunkers? Rising S Company. Company. Okay. Right. We don't want to go bunker. That sounds very uh, 28, days, <laughs> 28 days later. That sounds very zombie-esque, doesn't it? Yeah. How in the world did you get into this business of building bunkers? 
I wish there was a really good story behind it, but really it's just I um, I was kind of raised, grew up as a prepper, you know. Uh, been to Alaska a bunch of times when I was a kid, you know, live off the land, the whole ordeal, right? we done everything but wear full hats, ten full hats. So shy of that, um, I think I'm probably a modest prepper, and I was raised that way. So I was building storm shelters, you know, and here in Texas, and I had a lady ask me, she said, hey, um, I want a storm shelter, but I want a big storm shelter. And I was like, okay. So she said, I said, well, how big? She said, I want it to be 40 foot long. I was like, she said, how much that costs? Well, I didn't know how much it was going to cost, so yeah. I just said, okay, how many six-foot by eight-foot storm shelters will fit in a 40-foot shelter? <laughs> so I totaled it up there. I gave her the price, and, of course, now that price is tripled. I took a bath on the first one. All right. Before I got that one finished, her sister bought one. They're both in Texas. And before that one was finished, I had 10 on order, and then that's just how it started. I mean, and, and it's still going strong today. Were you one of those guys, like I remember back when Y2K came along, and my mother, part-time mom, uh, my mom watches the show, and she she never knows what's going to come out of my mouth, and she gets embarrassed whenever I mention her. But like my mother was like, "You better start prepping. You better start. Y two K is coming. It's, oh, yeah. it's going to happen, you know." And so we got all this dried protein stuff that you just oh, add yeah. water to. And, oh yeah. And I was like, "God, mom, have you tasted this stuff? I'd rather die. <laughs> I would rather go out with the apocalypse." It's like powdered milk. I'm like, why? Can we just not have milk? What's wrong with water? You know, yeah. <laughs> during the Y two K, that's what we went through. Like I never you know? understood when snowstorms are announced that they're yeah. going to come through. Why everybody's after the bread and the water, bread and water, yeah. bread and water. I don't eat I, or bread and milk. That's what it is. Oh, I yeah. don't drink milk. And I really don't eat a lot of bread. Right, so. right. And, and that's what it, it is. Right? And I think people are seeing today, we have so many people that are dependent on grocery stores for 24 hours at a time. Yeah. So if you did have a big snowstorm, big ice storm, or a wildfire, people are starting to figure out, that, hey, if I don't rush to the store right now, in three hours, it's going to be empty. Yeah. That happens all over the United States every time there's a big storm. Hurricane. Gas yeah, gas stations. Mm-hmm. They'll be lined up for 10 miles to fill their tank. I'm like... Where, where are you going to go? If you got three <laughs> gallons or ten gallons, what's the plan next? Yeah. Well, my mother, and back when my father was alive, my, my my father was a contractor and a builder. And so, you know, she was always like, why don't you put some of that skill to use, you know? And, and she was like, I want a big generator that I can just run, you know? And I'm like, Mom, you'll be the only lit up house in town. You'll be like a beacon to the zombies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everybody will know where to come. That's right. And I'm like, Mom, do you even know how to run a generator? Do you, do you know what a generator runs off of? That's right. Like where to put the fuel or anything. So I've always given her a hard time about that. But I, I, am, I am in full agreement. Uh, I, I do believe in prepping. I believe in, yeah, I'm not one of these guys that's going to, I'm not going to be, what's that movie with Brendan Fraser where he goes underground and he comes out? 50 years later or something oh, yeah, yeah. like that because because his parents told him it was a nuclear war yeah. and it never happened. Blast and from so the past. Looked, what was that? Blast, Blast from the from past. past yeah. Yeah, it was Brendan Fraser, right? Yeah, in that deal. Right. And so he spends all of his life down in a bunker and then he comes out and he's in the world has not. Anyway, yeah. but I think you should have a go bag. I think you should have some stuff if you got to peel out, you know, as George W. Bush used to teach us after 9-11, you got to get your duct tape you know, in the case yeah. you got to, you know, seal the windows and all That's that right. stuff. And so I believe in that, but you took it. You took it another step. You built a business out of it, and it was a business in some ways. I don't know that it was birthed out of birthed out of tragedy, but you definitely experienced tragedy through storms. Uh-huh. And I think we all have our storm stories that came out of that. Were you already building before that big storm hit where you were living, and and you had some loss and all of that? Oh yeah. And I, I don't want to downplay it, but I also don't want to get in your business there. You can talk about it as much as you want. Uh, but were you already building storm shelters at that time? Yeah, so the storm that I went through, the tornado, um, it happened in 2017. So I've been building shelters now for almost 11 years. Okay. So it, I had been building them for a while or had one at my house. And, yeah. Um, you know, it's 
it's you got to look at it this way when, when you got these people that are buying these large bunkers and stuff you got to think of it like let's just say someone's got 100 million dollars in their bank account to them spending a hundred thousand dollars on an underground bunker that they think's going to keep right. their family safe which will it ain't no different than me or you going buying a cowboy hat right it's just a drop in the bucket Blow for them. Yeah, yeah it's not anything and that's kind of that's kind of how a lot of our clients are but then we got some some regular people i mean i'd say most of my clients aren't these hundred million dollar uh, mm-hmm. customers you know they're they're just regular folks just like we are you know they've been saving and they got their money sitting there and they're like well we've been saving for 15 years to do something with this money what do we want to do with it and they call us up and we give them either their man cave or their little party house mother-in-law yeah. quarters whatever you want it to be you know <laughs> and that's that's kind of I've, I've sold a lot of underground uh bunkers that are you know i'd say universal yeah uh, for guests to come over and stay in or or for them, you know, doomsday situation, or, uh, I mean, I sold one to Dennis here in Texas. I mean, I wish I could have him here talking. He's a wild man, but yeah. uh, it's literally nothing but it's a bar. It's a full-blown bar on the ground. And with an air See, fil- that's what we're talking with, about. With an air filtration <laughs> system. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> you got an air filtration system, bottles of whiskey everywhere. I'm like, you're living alive, brother, to the end of this deal. <laughs> he probably got a bunk he could just pass out. Yeah, he right said, if they there. start beating on the door, I'm going to drink myself to death till they get in. I'm like, have at it, man. <laughs> See, I've always, I've always joked about. We have this ongoing joke about Glenn Beck, you know, Blaze TV, and, and you know, Glenn's got this place out in the middle of nowhere, and you know, in the, up in the up in the northwest, and and, I, and I've always joked. I said, if you want to make Glenn Beck uncomfortable, just say, man, I hear you got a really nice bunker. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, Glenn's such a private yeah, guy. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I, and, and I'm sure he does have a really nice bunker. Everything Glenn does is nice, but. Uh, I see these things, and that's exactly where my mind goes. I'm like, how much? Like, how much room? Let's say, let's say, asking for a friend, Clyde. Let's say you live in a neighborhood. You've got a corner lot and maybe about three quarters of an acre. How much room do you need to bury a box? Keep in mind, if you look at the shelter and you look at the physical size of it, I need about twenty feet extra all the way around that shelter. Okay. So I've literally put them in in Chicago in the city. And it is the disaster when you have to do it that way because you got all these permits. And the greatest mm-hmm. thing about a bunker is no one knows it's there, right? Yeah. Because if a man can find it, a man can get in it. Yeah. It don't matter how good we build it. I mean, we can make it real difficult for somebody to make entry in one of our shelters, but it can still be done. They can still get in it, right? So the best thing about it is hiding it. It's the reason it's underground. Not just for the safety. You can hide it if it's underground. Yeah. You just hide your entrance. You hide your vent pipes. I mean, you want to be able to go underground. Somebody be walking around, play football on top of your bunker. They don't even know you're under there. You know, that's yeah. that's the plan. That's how I want it to be. That's exactly right. A lot of our clients, they'll build them. I encourage people that have ranches or a big piece of land, build that thing away from your house. Everybody wants accessibility right from your house. I'm like, okay. Now, is this going to be a party bar that we're going to have underground, or is this for doomsday? Yeah. Well, if their answer is doomsday only, then let's get away from the house, because I'm going to tell you, if something really tragic happens, some events that could possibly kick off in the United States at any time, uh, the people that are going to be hungry and uh, needing shelter or needing your gas or whatever they might need, they're going to come to structures first. Yeah. Okay? It's just like the Cowboy and Indian movies. They didn't go out there and, and, and stand out in the pasture looking for somebody, right? They'd go to the cabins, and they'd light them on fire when they were done. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I don't. I wouldn't like to put my bunker inside access from my house because if they burn your house down, then you're stuck in there. Well, and that's and I've seen 
for instance, uh, situations or heard of instances where people say they were in a storm. And, you know, I, look, I grew up in the deep south. I've seen some storm shelters oh, yeah. that were interesting. People burying school buses oh, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and all this kind of crazy stuff. And you just drive out and you'll see this field. It, it is an old cotton field out there. And you just see the back end of a school bus sticking out. And you're like, what in the hell is that? Well, it's just a place they can just climb down in that sucker. And, and you know, I've seen the weirdest stuff buried. And you can go to a lot of these places. Uh, northeast Alabama, we got a place over there, and we put a storm shelter in a uh, little box, and and but you see these little balls, you know, with the little steps down yep. to them. But I've heard those horror stories of people who were in there and they kind of did it themselves, and a power line fell on it, and they wound up getting electrocuted. I've had it where people's been flooded in them, trapped inside. So most of our big shelters, we have uh, we have escape hatches, tunnels. So if you bought a real big bunker, you know, like right now my crew is in uh, that work for me. Every, everything we do is in house, so we yep. manufacture it. Uh, we deliver it with, with our semis. My crew installs them that are my employees that work out of Murchison, Texas. And uh, they're there right now doing a 6,500-square-foot one in Detroit, Michigan. Good Lord. As we speak right now. Does this, Detroit even know? I don't like, know. No, they, no, they don't know. They, they, they just go to Detroit, it, do what you want they, at this point. They don't know me. That's right. <laughs> and, and that's a good place to have one. I said, look, if yeah. you just set on living here, then, yeah, you probably need one. Yeah, no uh, kidding. Really good client. Um, so, I mean – I have so he has three tunnels. The reason I'm bringing that up, he has three tunnels on his, so it'd be hard to trap him in his, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have to have, know where they're all located, and you'd have to have a whole gang of people to come get him out of it, right? And and by what he has in there, you might not want him out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's Texan at heart, but he lives in Detroit. <laughs> this dude, let me tell you, well, I'm telling you, if I'm putting a 6,500 square yeah. foot bunker somewhere, that's where I'm living and dying. That's, I, I'm that's never right. leaving that. And, and that's how he believes in it too. You know, if yeah. I got to go in here, I'm going in here locking the doors. I'll weld them shut. He said I ain't coming out. That's so. awesome. Like have that's that hilarious. Again. No, I you know I think of all the movies and stuff, and I'm like, you've watched enough episodes of The Walking Dead, you might as well just lock yourself up in there. That's right. And I'm just you know my my plan is just to go to the Goodwill and just keep buying treadmills that work, and I'm going to turn them all around facing outward from the house, it's so that when the when the zombies <laughs> climb up on them, they just shoot them right back off. That's you know, just great. keep them on high speed, just run around and then run in the house. And tup, 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 tup. That's fantastic. So, <laughs> that, that's about as far as my prepping plan is gone. Yeah. That and I've got a few AR-15s. Ah, that helps. That, that, that helps. Yeah. Um, so everybody really preps in a way, and that's something that I've kind of learned over my through my travels in the underground shelter businesses. Yeah. And they're like, well, I'm not really a prepper. And I, and I get that a lot with a guy. You know, I, I go meet a man and a woman. A woman's wanting to buy a shelter. Sometimes a man ain't. And he's like, I don't need that. I got my gun. I'm like, well, I understand that. Everybody has a gun. Mm-hmm. You, God bless ca- Texas. It's, it's casualties of war. You know, you get two people and they both got guns. Yeah. One of them's going to get hurt if not die, right? Exactly. It's a coin toss at that point. It's a 50-50. Exactly. Is your life a 50-50 gamble? If it is, then you don't need anything. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm not really a prepper. I'm like, you know, and I, so I've been in people's houses and I call them out on it. I'm like, well, where's your pantry? Let's think about a good access point. Right. I go in and open her pantry door up. I mean, it's plum packed full, right? Mm-hmm. And I say, well, your refrigerator full? Yeah. I said, well, how much, how much groceries you got last year? Oh, we could probably make it a couple months. I said, well, you're a prepper. You just don't know it. You don't realize Why'd it. you buy so much food? Yeah. Two months. You don't want to know how much Chef Boyardee's in my house. Right. Let me tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> it's the truth, brother. Yeah. Uh, we can live off ravioli for months, That's man. Right. Now, I, but you know, I, I uh, and I know we're at that point in the show where people we've we've piqued enough curiosity. Give me the website again. It's Rising S Bunkers dot com. Bunkers dot com. Rising S, and that's the the letter S. Rising S Bunkers dot com. Go check it out. And uh, Natalie. Mm-hmm. You're chomping at the bits. I could see you over there. You I want do to have questions. Ask a question. Well, I, Clyde will answer it. 
Well, He's my prepped. first question was, because you talked about the storm shelters, which is kind of a hot button for anybody who lives in this area. Is it only uh, below ground? So I do below ground storm shelters and above ground. So I would say that's the weaker market for me. You want me to be straight with you here, and I don't want to. I don't want to discredit anybody's product out there, but I don't also don't want people to have false hope. Okay, I've done some extensive tech, uh, testing at Texas Tech with my product, and I've seen some stuff there that's just really through the whole FEMA guideline standards. I mean, your survival rate is just about zero. Right. Uh, there's nothing on the market that can tell you what you need or don't need. It's just really a big guess, you know. Yeah. And and it, it, the reason my storm shelter market is a little weaker, and I'm the largest bunker company, is because storm shelters needing to be built a certain way, so you're guaranteed uh, your rate of survival is a hundred percent. And if I build a shelter in such a way that it's going to be more expensive than going up to Home Depot and spending yeah. thirty four hundred dollars, right? Yeah. But trying to get that passed on to people so they can understand what I'm talking about, it's like pulling teeth. Yeah. Without any medication. It just ain't working, right? <laughs> like, well, I can buy it over here for thirty four fifty. I said, do you think that mine's $11,000 just because I want it to be $11,000? I'm like, no, ma'am, it's not. Right. There's a reason for it. Yeah. It's, you want to go buy something to uh, haul, a, haul hay, you know, you're not going to go buy a yeah. – Toyota Camry, you can go buy a pickup. You well, know? have you ever bought the cheapest thing out there and lived to regret it? Right. I mean, everybody's bought the bargain the deal is, is, vacuum cleaner that right. lasted six weeks. Live to regret it. That's the main yeah. thing. And that's what I told them. They're like, well, they got to be safe. I said, well, no, the reason they're banking on if you do get hit in a tornado, you're not going to be alive to soon. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is your life on the line Yeah, here. so you look at it and you're thinking, okay, well, what are the chances I'm going to get hit by a tornado? Well, they're probably pretty slim to none. I mean, in the grand yeah, scheme of right. things. And you think, well, it only happens to other people. It's happened to me three times. It's happened to me once. You know, and I've got I've got a uh, I got an f- old friend back in Alabama. He got hit with one that came through in '94, and him and his wife hid in the, the. You talk about fortunate to be alive, man, and changing your life. Uh, they hid in the laundry closet, a little linen closet in the middle of the house. Shut the door on it. The entire house was demolished and picked up and carried away. The only thing left was them hunkered in that linen closet. You want to talk about the grace of God? I'm telling you, right looking now. over you, and it and was I right believe there. in that, so. yeah. The only thing that was standing in my house in 2017, my wife and family, my wife tried to run outside of the storm shelter with her uh, grandmother, 76-year-old grandmother's with her, her mom, my uh, youngest daughter. It was five at the time. They're all trying to run out, and the window starts sucking out of the living room. So she turns and runs down the hall, right? Yeah. The only thing left in our house when it was over with was our elevator shaft and a bunch of linen closets, and mm-hmm. that's exactly where she hid. And, I mean, there was a, it, it was 400 square feet standing out of almost 11,000 wow. square feet. Got another friend in Alabama when that when the big storms came through in, what was it, 16? Was it, uh-huh. it was 16, it was, was it? And, and uh, he, he was on his house, on his little farm, and his mother, elderly mother, came out on the porch, and they knew that tornado was coming. He knew he couldn't get to her. She was standing on the front porch. He said, go get in a bathtub. Oh, yeah. Go get in a bathtub, and let me tell you, two hours later, he had her on his front porch rolled wow. up in the rug. It, she didn't make it. So, there, you know, there, there's folks that take a lot of things for granted. I've been in a couple of situations where I thought, well, this this could be it. But the thing is, too many people have watched that Twister movie, and they think you can tie yourself up by a belt to, yeah. a, to, a, yeah. to a well pump, and, and you can right. just sit up there in the eye of the thing and float around. There's probably a lot of things you can do, but it's a gamble. <laughs> do you want to try it? Yeah. I don't want to try it. No. I got two sons here, born and raised in Texas, and both, both of my oldest sons, bull riders you know mm-hmm. i'm not trying it no i don't even want to think about trying no. it i'll watch you from a distance with one eye 
You know, I'm sitting here suffering with gout in my foot right now, trying not to cry talking to you, Clyde. <laughs> Ain't no way I'm gonna get on there and voluntarily injure myself. You know, I just think that if you're gonna get a storm shelter and you really wanna, you really wanna outride a tornado and be safe in your house and not have to try to run to some community storm shelter you can't find or right. it's already full, you need to make sure to do your homework. I'm not telling you buy a storm shelter for me. But just that's make my sure, job. Go make, to Rising Edge. Yeah, that's yeah. right. There you go. Just make sure you do your homework. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that can help you along the way, but it's mm-hmm. it's important that you if you're going. It's like buying a car cover. Don't fit your car. Mm-hmm. What part of the car do you like the best? You know, if you're going to buy a storm shelter, make sure it does its job. Yeah. Don't be the half size car cover. You know, because yeah. you need. Well, and to, it's interesting that you said that the storm shelter, um, the community storm shelter. You didn't. It was hard for you guys to make it to yours, which was on your property. Yeah. So. There is some towns and cities that have community storm shelters, but, I mean, the deal is with tornado, it's either there or it ain't. I mean, you're not going to get no one-hour warning. And and, and so what's going to happen, you might get a 30-minute warning or a 20-minute or a 5-minute that it's on your path, right? It's definitely going to hit your property. Well, now you're going to go find this community storm shelter, right? And let's say that it don't even hit your property. So now you need to really go two hours early. Mm -hmm. And who wants to go set in some storm shelter in the city or the county, you know? (laughs) With a like hundred other people you don't know. I won't be there. I sleep through that. So. <laughs> I've been near your hotel room. You sound like a tornado. <laughs> so that, that's why you got to be careful about just depending on somebody well, else. Too, I mean, if like you said, you're either in it or you're not. I mean, right. if an F2, F3, F4, F5 tornado lands on you, you might as well have a Moab, Moab bomb dropped that's, on that's your That's exactly head. what it was like with me. I mean, you just, know. Boom, it's going it's to just... Boom, it's going to destroy everything that's there. But let's let's switch gears a little bit because I want to talk a little bit about these folks out west uh, and all over, really, who are building these the, these doomsday bunkers, for lack of a better term on them. Um, how did they find you? So, really, I think it's just the power of the web because my word-of-mouth business is so weak because, I mean – you got an underground yeah. bunker. You spend a hundred thousand dollars on it, and the best thing about it, like a like I touched on earlier, is the secrecy of it, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to go tell your neighbor or cousin that you know is going to tell somebody. Everybody's got that family member. You say anything, the whole Done. city knows about it, right? Done. That's me. So, so there, there you go. I mean, the word of mouth is really difficult. So I really have to keep pushing it out there. So there's a lot of stuff that I don't have on my website for as far as videos and pictures. Someone becomes a, a client. And they almost think it's like kind of tricky. I'm like, when you sign a contract and you're buying a bunker for me, there's a lot of things I can show you how doors work, mm-hmm. how my hidden doors work, how my uh, secret latches work. Because I got a lot of stuff. Like I watched Scooby Doo a lot when I was a kid. I'm just telling you that right now. Uh, so as long as long as you know uh, someone's a client, I can show them all that stuff in private at our factory. But as far as posting out on the web. It really ain't a good thing. Well, let's just yeah. say that you're the bad. Say you're the zombie because you didn't prep. See right, there? Right. And now you're running around, and you know there's this guy got this and I bunker. I let people over. bite me all the time. <laughs> <That's bro>. uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't want you to know how to get into somebody's bunker, you know, that did prepare. Because you can't punish somebody because they prepared. I mean, everybody has an opportunity to prepare for the yeah. worst-case scenario. We all do. That's the reason you got health insurance, or if you don't, um, you know, you're just – you're just preparing. The reason you go with your cavities fixed. You don't want your tooth falling out. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's prepping in some way, you know. Uh, so there's a lot of things like that, and it's real secretive. So as far as getting business, I'd say it's just on the web, you know, things like this right here. Yeah. Conversations like this. Well, we ran across that headline, and Candace, I don't remember where you found it, but I was fascinated. That was one of the stories. We talked about it for a while because I was just laughing about these people who were paying $3 million to go to New Zealand to get this yep. visa, and they're, they're going over there, and they're building these things. And I... And I thought, wow, it was, it was kind of one of those what will they think of next kind of deals. And, I, look, I've been to Silicon Valley. I, they got they got 
like you said, they got blow it out your nose money. A oh, lot yeah. of those folks out there. They all need to live underground, in my they, opinion. In my opinion, too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of where our angle of humor was coming yeah. from. See, like, that's why Party Foul Steve could never have a, a prep bunker because every one of his drinking buddies will know oh, exactly yeah, will. where it's yeah. at. It would be a mob of people The problem down there. he would have, it'd be a, he'd probably be charging a mission at the door, so it'd, it'd be permits <laughs> involved, and you know, it'd, it'd be a record everywhere about but it. Knowing Steve, like, he'd put his family down there, and he'd be screwing, I'm going to the, I'm going out here. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go weather it out. He'd yeah. be one time himself to That's a well right. pump. That's right. <laughs> I want to see it coming. If I don't make it, y'all do good, all right? So I think a lot of it is, you know, without really picking on them too much, is they're so busy in their life the rat race of you know trying to make a billion dollars and i understand that everybody each is their own right so if that's really your plan and i've had customers like that mention it to me right i'm so busy i don't have time to prepare i don't have time to prep he said and i've had multiple people tell me this but i think i need to for my family's sake Mm -hmm. and and in my business that i'm in maybe it's in uh, the stock market whatever their business is um I know something's going to happen in this country, but I just can't stop what I'm doing mm-hmm. to prepare. And they literally put it on my plate and I handle it from start yeah. to finish. Well, I've always lived in the philosophy that you can't do business while trying to go out of business. That's right. And so there's a lot of folks and I admire the, you know, occupy until. And, and I think that you, you got to keep on going, living yep. your daily life the way. You know, like you're going to live forever, even though we all yep. know we're not. That's right. But you got it. You do have to be prepared. And if you get on some of these prepper websites, whatever you want to call them, you know, you got these ready-made go bags, food bags, MREs, medical supplies. You got all these kits. They're not cheap. You're right. I now. mean, if you get a good one, they're not cheap. Right, that's, that's the deal. Get the good one. Yeah. Get the one that's going to work. Yeah. You, they're not cheap. But I'll tell you what, you really can't put a price on life. And, and, and I, you brought up a good point. You know, I got five kids, so I'm sitting here thinking, what's the price I'm gonna put on my kids' life? That's right. There's you not know? a price. So, so me, that's one thing. I'm gonna lay down my life for my kids. That's right. Given that opportunity, or if I have to, in that situation, of course, I'd sacrifice myself, and I think any good parent would. But you know, you got to think about those you love and those you care about, and that's. So I don't, I don't in any way condemn those folks out there who are doing. It. I, I find it uh, somewhat humorous and, and satirical in many ways that they're doing it. But I'm glad they're doing it. Good yeah. for them. I, but I love the logic. They said, well, that's New Zealand, they're not an enemy to anybody. <laughs> so we'll go to New Zealand. <laughs> that's, neither, was, neither was America. <laughs> <laughs> Until Wednesday. That's Until it. Pearl Harbor. Oh, Y'all have to tune into another segment of Things Steve Don't Know. Uh, anyway. We, yeah. we always occupy peaceful places that they're, they're not <laughs> yeah. harmful to anybody, not even the ants. That's where we just have them. We're like magnetized to it, you know. That's funny. So, I mean, I would think that you're going to have to be careful anywhere you go. I think it's just kind of, it's a dream. There's probably a lot of times uh, some of my customers that are in New Zealand, or I think that's just where they want to live. So they kind of start basing everything to their retirement, the end of time, you know, kind of where their heart's set at. Are they hiding all their guns? In the bunkers? Well, there's a lot of people who hide a lot of stuff in the bunkers. I bet they do. I Girl mean, a friends. lot of stuff. Well, New Zealand. <laughs> Hopefully no girlfriends. I don't want to get involved. I don't want the next episode to be like, oh, my God, they had them tied up. We're going to do Real Housewives of Bunker County. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What were you about to say, Natalie? Well, just New Zealand with guns. Uh, you know, they've got the bunkers. Yeah, you can't have, yeah, they, can't they have done guns. put the ban on it now. Yeah. But so that's a real great place to be. The only yeah. the only people that have guns are people you might have to worry about. <laughs> the ones day. you got to worry about coming and finding <laughs> your secret well. door. What and you bury those things? What eleven feet deep? Uh, sometimes thirty. Thirty feet. Yeah. 
Well, you know, cadaver dogs can only smell down to 12, so yeah, it's a place go. to hide. That's, right, that's, that's right. a deep bunker. It's very, yep. So after you get down to about 25 feet, the earth kind of starts stacking upon itself, right? Mm-hmm. it just be a big void underground, so the weight stops applying to the shelter. A lot of people are like, oh, my God, what about the weight? What about this? Some It depends on what type of soil. Some soil is at, at eight feet. You know, it's yeah. a, you could go in, tunnel down, dig a big hole, you know, in theory, and, and it doesn't fall in. You know yeah. what I mean? The earth starts holding itself kind of like a pyramid. So, you know, you get to this part of Texas and you get west of here. It's, it's more of a sandy soil. It, uh-huh. it, and so that's why we don't have basements out here. That's right. People don't dig into them. You go to the deep south where you got that red clay and red dirt. A lot, of, a lot more times people have stuff like that. Is it harder to install that? So as far as um, uh, my business is, um, going with a steel shelter, the reason this is important and not going with a culvert, don't go with concrete. Because like you say, you put a concrete, anything in the ground, it's going to crack. Yeah. It's going to leak water. It don't matter where you're at or what you do. That's the reason you put a concrete basement in, even in, uh, in colder climates or where mm-hmm. it's rocky. You always got to put um, uh, rubber membranes on the outside of it and heat them up because they're going to they're gonna crack. Everybody yeah. knows that. And they're going to leak water. It's the reason you're required by the city in certain counties. You got to have a pump in your basement, right? Mm-hmm. It's mandatory to pump the water out of it. So you don't want that in a doomsday scenario because you're not going to have all these little fancy pumps and meters and pumping water out. You know, in a doomsday situation, you're going to be limited on power and supplies. Yeah. So we build them all. All of them are off the grid. So everything's solar. Everything's 12 volt. Even your TVs, DVD players, your water pumps, your water heater. Everything's 12 volt. Runs off solar and batteries. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that um, going with a steel shelter, in, in my experience and my travels and journeys of me installing them all over the world really is uh the best product to go with yeah steve what size bunker you think we need i like that 40 foot you, you i like the one with the bowling alley and you can park six cars in it i've done i've done several of them that you can park cars in that's nuts man yeah, it's elevators all it is i mean i guess it's just a matter of what what the mind can imagine oh and, yeah and you can put in a connex yeah. box if you can if you can build it out of wood i can build it out of steel yeah and I have a lot of people that try to bury um, <laughs> it's, it's a crazy story. My UPS driver taught me this one, right? Because UPS man's everywhere, right? He's yeah, there sure. his place, right? Sure. And if you're a prepper, first thing to do is start calling and ordering stuff on UPS and FedEx. I'm like, stop. <laughs> Just stop doing that. They know what you're doing, right, if you're trying to hide. Yeah. Uh, so back about eight years ago, my UPS guy, really good guy from Illinois, uh, he was a prepper as well, and he loved coming to our place, looking yeah. at our product. He uh, said, man, these farmers keep burying these containers. He said, every time I see one of them, it ain't long. I'll be delivering products to them, and they'll tell me the story how it collapsed. I'm like, you can't bury a shipping container. Yeah. He's like, you can't. I was like, no, they got wood floors on them for one. They're mm-hmm. going to leak water. I mean, you can see the ground through most yeah, of them, right? Yeah, groundwater coming up. And I said, they ain't got no support. The sidewalls on them are an eighth-inch thick. I said, the only strength on a shipping container are the corners. You look at a shipping container, and there's a display on my website of it. The corners are beams, right? Mm-hmm. So you can stack them on the ship. So with that being said, when I send my stuff overseas, whether I'm sending it to New Zealand, Venezuela, I was in Venezuela two years ago, three years ago, uh, right before it really started getting crazy over with, And I sold a big bunker to an international trader there. He uh, has places in China and here, well, international trader. That didn't sound good, but you know what I mean. <laughs> he's probably uh, in it right now. Yeah, he's part of the <laughs> polit- politicians over there. But uh, uh, I'm not sure what administration he's with. But uh, he did get a bunker on his farm. And, they, and, you know, all the farms there, it's all a mountain, you know. So if you got a farm there, you're putting it in the side of a mountain. So it was interesting. It man. looks like the Shire with that's all what, the hobbits living in yeah, there. Yeah, man, it's crazy. So we build them in a way, and we put them on a ship. 
they're like they look like containers almost so they'll they can stack that's how we save money on our shipping mm-hmm. is we make them stack just like a container so you'll yeah. see two or three containers you'll see two or three rising house bunkers and then more containers on top of that so that's, that's, that's funny because you answered a question i was going to ask and that was are you are you just getting these regular connex boxes but you're you're building oh, yeah. these things out when we start uh, at our factory um i have a semi come in there and they haul it's cold road steel right it's just it comes off a row flat plate so say if i'm gonna build a 10 foot by 50 foot bunker let's say you order one today by the way i hope you do so if you do <laughs> if, if you do because like he's a salesman i appreciate if, it. if you do uh buy a 10 foot by 50 foot bunker we're not gonna have no seams in the floor of it when that sheet comes in off that truck it's gonna be 10 foot wide and 50 foot long wow. solid quarter inch plate steel and that's all it is just piece of plate steel and then we bring it in and we build the frame out on it and then we take my overhead crane flip it over it's a pretty neat process how it goes, but we start with just bare metal. I mean, yeah. and that's how it starts. And then we got big paint booths. We can powder coat. We can epoxy coating. We can do a lot of things. And that's amazing. I'm telling you, folks, you got to go to RisingSBunkers.com. If you got if you got like a showroom there, or yes. a, like people can come in there and see. So typically, what we have is uh, we have a lot of stuff that's on. When I say on display, it's it's products that we're building. So normally, we just let people look at the products that we're building. Like uh, for example, right now, I probably have twelve bunkers being built. Mm-hmm. So my factory is uh, forty five thousand square feet. And it's full tip to tip right now. Mm-hmm. So if I tell you that I'm building that I've got twelve bunkers in, in production right now, one of them bunkers might be ten thousand square foot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So that's going to be ten or fifteen pieces all by itself. Mm-hmm. So that would count as one. The way I would count that, you know. Right. What's it, so if somebody came to you today and said, "This is what I want." How long would it be before before they get it? Okay, let's let's uh, say it's a ten by fifty, like we were just talking about. Okay, yep. and you say, "Hey, I want this," and um, I can have that bunker to you. I'll start if I'm starting from scratch, which normally I do, right? Because I got a lot of customers I'm building for now. It would take about uh, eight weeks mm-hmm. for ain't me to bad. build. No, it ain't bad at all. And that's uh, that's us putting it on our semi, and delivering it, and installing us doing the whole thing. So normally on a ten by fifty, it's about a three day process for me to install it. That's crazy. As long as we're, uh, you know, not overseas because. Overseas, you know, like when I was in Venezuela, oh my God, it was it's island time. The guy kept telling me, he said, "Dude, I was like, I can put it in in three days." I said, "Week tops, right?" Because I'm I'm going to use some tractors and stuff that are probably old, you know. So I just right. gave myself a couple extra days. He said, "No, uh, Mr. Scott, you don't understand." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "No, it's, it's island life over here." I'm yeah. like, I don't even know what that means, right? Yeah. I'm from Texas. Yeah. What is island life? I know what island life you is. You know what it Believe is now. me. Yeah. So we're sitting there. I'm not kidding you one bit. It's honest God's truth, man. We're sitting there, and they ask me for lunch. Are they when we're ready to eat lunch. I'm like, yeah. The man grabs a chicken that's running around. <laughs> it's a true story. I watch him break its neck. He plucked the feathers right there, put it in boiling water while we sat there, and that's what we ate for lunch. And nobody worked all day. <laughs> I was like, I've been in that. I've been in that I was world. Like, what are we doing? And he's like, man, I'm telling you, it's going to take a couple of months to put this in. I said, I can't stay here two months. Yeah. I said, I'll stay here a week, like I promise you. I left there, and then I done it all by phone, video, the install. It literally took them two months. I listen. I've been in that world all the way down to. We, we'd be in these third world countries and villages pulling people's teeth and throw them on the ground. Chickens would eat the teeth, and that night we were eating them chickens. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, no. But no, I can remember we'd have these meetings and we'd say, well, What time's the meeting going to start? Well, about 11 a.m. Well, you know, we'd be all about going to the meeting, oh, right? Yeah. And those dudes are all about sitting on the porch. Oh, yeah, I mean, it yeah. was like, We're going to get there yeah. at some point in time. It's, it was no hurry. No. I mean, it was some weird stuff. I mean, I was like, So I was scared to death sitting in a hotel, you know? <laughs> I stuck out like a sore thumb. For some Imagine reason, I, that. For some reason, I took my hat with me. I don't know why I did that. And 
Uh, so, hey, cowboy, cowboy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cowboy. Was, so we're eating the chickens that are running around and trying to put a bunker in the side of a mountain. So <laughs> with a, to, to, make this, to satisfy the story here, it, uh, he, he built the bunker in the perfect time. He knew what was coming. Yeah, if he's in Venezuela, he's he in Venezuela, right, in, right down the road from Caracas. That's where I flew into was Caracas, and his security team picked me up there, and we probably drove fifteen, twenty minutes. We're at his place. Listen, I tell people, I, and I look, I'm not ashamed to tell you. Look, we, you're living in one of the best Americas people have ever lived in oh, any yeah. generation right now. The economy is good. You can complain about Donald Trump all you want to. Donald Trump, he look. I, I, I'll never, I'll never point it. But Donald Trump to one of my kids and say, I hope you grew up in, or just yeah, like oh him. Yeah, no. But I'll tell you what, I'm glad he's in there. And yeah. the dude's doing business for America. And, and whether you like his character or whatever, I mean, he's he's he is what he is. And uh, But, you know, we got – they talk about one out of four people in – millennials in their 20s and early 30s believe in socialism. And you got Bernie Sanders, who's a front runner on this deal, who wants to bring in socialism. And I say all the time, I'm not worried about feeling the burn. I'm worried about feeling the afterburn. Because once you put in an economic system like socialism, it's not that I think Bernie Sanders is going to go start executing people, because that's a benevolent socialism. The problem is later on, people come in and abuse the power, which is exactly what happened in Venezuela, which was the... Don't think Venezuela was some third world country. It was the third largest economy on the planet. I was there three years ago. Venezuela, I mean, I'm telling you now, we ate great restaurants, full-service gas stations. It was one of the most normal places I'd been. Yeah. And now, you can't even fly there, you know? Three years. Right, three years. And now, now you can see, I mean, they're running over people in oh, the streets. In this deal. People eating out of the back of yes. garbage cans and things like that. Uh, so you say, well, it'll never happen in America. Well, <laughs> Well, yeah, we're about one wrong move away from it happening in America. That's, that's exactly that's right. The big, that's a big deal. People don't realize it. it. We're, I mean, like 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 my cousin told me the other day. You know, I had friends die of cancer. A friend died of cancer last week. Bless mm-hmm. his soul. Um, thirty three day, thirty fourth day after he realized he had cancer, he was dead. Wow. And and that's what uh, uh, Gary told me. My cousin, he said, um, you know, we're all thirty days away from dying. Yeah. And he told me that last week, and man, that's kind of stuck in my head. We're all about thirty days away. Yeah. One wrong move in the administration we have now, or all of our crazy politicians. You know, there's no such thing as a perfect man. So you want to talk, you know, touch on Donald Trump? My God, he's not perfect. But the Bible says there's no perfect man, right? right? All men fall short of the glory of God. We all are sinners, right? Mm-hmm. And if he makes wrong moves or does something wrong, that's just part of it. Show me a politician that doesn't make wrong moves, right? Now, am I the biggest fan of his? Probably not. Am I the biggest <laughs> fan of the man before him? No. Nope. I mean, it's just, it's an ongoing deal. We're never going to be perfectly happy who we got in there. I just look at politicians and the president of the United States as a whole. Is he doing good for the majority of the people? Is, is the economy going in the right direction? Is the housing market okay? Is everybody eating and fed? And the way I look at it in politics, if he overall, not just doing it for me, because honestly, Donald Trump, it's starting to hurt my business a little bit, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah, you know, right? he's strong. You know, <laughs> people people got that false security that Donald Trump's going to go in there and save the world. I mean, they don't realize we're talking about sending 150,000 troops to the Middle East. Yeah, that means we probably already sent 150,000. Exactly. So that means something's fixing to break out. But right now, everybody thinks that they got a, they got a bodyguard, you know. Well, and, and at the end of the day, I put it in this the way I look at it is Donald Trump's not coming to my neighborhood. He's not coming to my no, house. He's not eating with me. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the last time I saw Donald Trump was after Hurricane Harvey, which was after a disaster here in Texas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he and Melania came down. He came down twice. And we got to be around him a little bit. And, and look, I appreciate that. But by and large, on a day-to-day basis, he's not coming to my neighborhood. No. Not coming to my city. Not coming to, down here to, you know, my county or state. It's up to me to take care of my family and to take right. care of the 
I have to self-govern is what I'm saying. Right. You don't want socialism. Exactly. I have to self-govern. I, I can't count on Washington, D.C. to take care of me and my family. So, you know, you got to you got to do the things. And, and I'm not an alarmist. I'm not a fear monger. And I don't walk in fear anywhere I go. I've been all over this world, places I shouldn't be, yep. you know, from Moscow to Nigeria. I've yep. been all over it. And I, and I just but I look at it and I think you still got to be smart. Wise man prepares. You oh, know, yeah. you talk about the Bible. Jesus it says said, it. Jesus said, look, you got wise man built his rock, home on a solid rock, you know, on a good foundation. Plant your seeds. Yeah. You'll you got to do rewards. that. Yeah, and I tell you, you another to. thing, prophet Isaiah said, a man is nothing more than the breath that's in his nostrils, which tells you, like you said, 30 days away, it could be right now. Oh, I mean, yeah, boom, you're not promised tomorrow. So, you know, I, I, we never do this to intend to scare anybody, but. But uh, I do need a man cave. Man. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so use it as it's fun until you have to use exactly. it for something I ain't real. inviting Steve over. He'll know where the door is. <laughs> what you got, Nat? Well, you said, um, you know, there, obviously you can't put price on life. But, I mean, can I have a price range for There's these a, Like a, you bunkers? putting out a hit? <laughs> no, a price range for the bunkers. For the bunkers, we, yeah. We just, if it just... Well, that's the beauty of his website. It, it, like, you can go to each floor plan. They'll tell you basically from this price on. I've, I've sold a lot of my bunkers to people that are do-it-yourselfer. You know, yep. somebody's kind of handy with their hands. You probably are yourself, you know. I'm lazy, though. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. That, that probably wouldn't work out too good. Yeah, I'm lazy and got a little but money. But you, so. you probably got, you know, some whiskey or some beer at your house. You <laughs> right. can get your buddies to come over and do the work. And mm-hmm. you just, you know, give them something to drink. Um, so I uh, I sold a lot of shelters to people that want me just to sell them just the whole, right? Just the the structure the foundation what it takes for this bunker to work right and um, then they go in and finish it out so I'll I'll go in and, and do some detailed work to make sure that their finish out process is pretty easy to save them some money mm-hmm. so I've done a lot of that so if you let's just say you went and bought a fifty foot shelter and or a forty foot shelter and you wanted to put it in yourself because you had a tractor had a backhoe or something and you wanted to finish out all the insides of it, you save thirty thousand dollars doing that yeah. Maybe forty just depends on what you want yeah. to do, and, and there's a lot of people that do that, but they don't have the capability of building the structure itself, the outside of it, and knowing what to do. So what I do is I sell them the shelter at a discounted rate. I charge five hundred dollars for an advisor, so I'll send my in, one of my install guys out to stay on the job. It costs me more than that normally, right? Mm-hmm. Just to make sure it goes in right, because mm-hmm. you don't want problems with it. You know that's what's sure. supposed to be saving your life. It needs to do its job. Yeah, yeah. What keeps them from floating out of the ground if you're in a very good question. So I, y'all can give me all the questions you want because I've been hearing these for 10 years, 11 years now. <laughs> uh, so when I put these shelters in the ground, what I do is I overdig the hole 16 inches all the way around the shelter. And the way I put my supports underneath is 30 inches mm-hmm. from the outside edges. So once it's sitting in the ground, I take a big excavator and I put on the top of it. I pour concrete a foot thick on the top of it. And I pour it 16 inches down the side, and it goes under it almost three foot on each side of it. So there's only one little strip under the shelter that don't have concrete wrapped around it. So now it's a big concrete block reinforced with steel on the inside. People paying big money to put themselves in prison. Oh, yeah. Oh, at yeah. At this point. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's right. <laughs> I like it. Or they're paying big money to not go to prison. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, there's two sides of that coin there, yeah. you know. So, I mean, you're building a – when we say bunker, man, you're building – Oh, yeah. A, Bunker. Yeah, they take some pretty good hits. And you yeah. got to keep in mind, when you're talking nuclear war and you're talking about a big blast or talking tornadoes, you're talking whatever, it, it kind of travels above ground, about three foot, you know. That's the reason they say the safest place in a tornado is crazy. It sounds like as flat as you can. Yeah. And it, and I did it. I went through one. I laid as flat as I was on a concrete slab. I didn't have nothing. Yeah. To, to hold me, I laid as flat as I could. And I made a mistake standing up, and that's when all the broke bones occurred. Wow. I thought it was over, and it wasn't. 
Wow. It bounced me across the concrete for about 100 yards. It's fascinating stuff to me. And I know, look, I got people who complain to me and say, man, we can't afford to get a subscription to blazetv.com slash humor. Oh, yeah. Well, but people say, people say, well, you know, it's expensive. You go check out risingassbunkers.com, but check it out. Because let me tell you, I know a lot of dudes out there, you 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 have no problem going and dropping, uh, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on a new boat. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Let that save your life. The, Let's the, exactly. That and, and one that you you, don't, you know that to say about boat owners is the greatest days of their life, the greatest two days of the day they buy it and the day they sell it. Yeah. I've had plenty of boats, and let me All tell you. All you need is a friend with a good boat. You that's don't exactly need right. They rent them now. <laughs> yeah. They rent them. That's you take the them out for a few hours. Uh, I don't even want to go do that. It's like work. But, it I mean, you could, for work. the price of you could go buy a new automobile or a boat or something like that. You can save your family's life. And so I encourage people, think about it. I ain't telling you to do it. Think about it. I mean, I'm fascinated by the whole I'm deal. Glad. And I have been for weeks ever since I read that article. And I was like, Dad, if he can come in here, we got to get him in here. <laughs> I've so. sold bunkers to all, all sorts of people. I mean, just average Joe to Hollywood stars. I mean, yeah. everybody that is wanting to prep has either seen my site, thought about calling me, or has. Yeah. I what about it. Glenn Beck? Can you tell us? <laughs> the last time I was at this location was for Glenn Beck. It's been about, oh, probably six years ago. I, I heard Glenn here. has a great bunker. I don't know nothing about no bunker that he has. i just done business with him, and that's uh, nothing I love else. It. I love it. Glenn's going to kill me one day. <laughs> don't send him out to me. I'm, no, I won't. His security Glenn's team is probably pretty good. Uh, they so. are pretty damn good, trust me. Yeah. Yeah. There's some bad dudes in here. There's, there's people who work in these buildings that you don't even know they are security. <laughs> That's right. Like, that's like right. his main guy, Steve thought he, thought he was, was a cook. cook. <laughs> he, thought he was just always in there. Uh, Craig, he thought he thought Craig, he was always in there microwaving or right. fixing something. Hiding in plain sight. Like, he'll yeah. kill you with a thumb. Right. <laughs> I could see that happening. Yeah. 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 Put it past him. Yeah, no. He's be if glad he to kill you. did have a bunker, that's the guy standing at the door. Deciding who comes in or not, you know. <laughs> Dude, Clyde, it's fun. It's fun getting to know you, man. And I'm glad to know you. And I, and I'm happy to know that resources like yourself are out there. And yes, it's a business, but you're also doing a big service. And and I appreciate that because we live in some crazy times. We do, man. We live in some one day or the next. Times. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And so, I mean, you can just turn on TV anytime, read any kind of news. I mean, it, it's all over the place. I mean, yeah. one day we're politicians, presidents playing golf. Next day he's in the Middle East riding on a battleship. I mean, I don't know That's what's right. happening either, you know. Yeah. I mean, you you take situations like uh, we, we've seen. Do you, I mean, do you realize there's been one uh, murder homicide in Dallas County for every day this month of May? Did not know that. Every day. There, there's been at least one murder homicide in Dallas that amounts to one a day for every day this this month. I mean, I'm telling you, you look at things like that. You look at what happened in Ferguson, Missouri with, yeah. the, with the riots and Back with the L.A. riots, you, you look. We can we can point to things in history, and it hits close to home. Yeah, it does. I mean, know. it's like the human life isn't isn't very valuable to a lot of people. We it talk about crazy, that a lot. You know? It's amazing how much we have diminished the value of human life. You know, and, and this new generation that's coming along even more so. They've seen it, and I know people are gonna complain. I mean, but they've seen it everywhere from video games to the movies. They've been desensitized. I'm telling you, they can get off that iPhone just long enough to have a good supper with their family. It'll change their life. Yeah. There you go. I'm guarantee it. Cloud, we're gonna be good friends, man. Go to risings.com. Check it out. Hey, it might be for you. It might not be. But don't come knocking on my door. <laughs> don't come knocking on my door when Iran comes calling. Uh, yeah, I've seen Red Dawn. I'll be in there waiting on you. <laughs> He's Steve. selling tickets. He's selling you. tickets. <laughs> Steve will have a raffle. We go. We gonna make money on a raffle. We call off a raffle as soon as we know that Red Dawn's about to happen and the North Koreans are parachuting in. We'll start calling out raffle numbers. Right. You got to be present to win, though. And I hope, I hope to God, you're somebody I want to live with for the next eight to twelve years. Better have so. something to offer. 
<laughs> you have so to many jokes can go so many ways yeah. on that right there. Yeah. <laughs> bring some goodies. Bring your own chef, boy RD. All right, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, yeah. We, and we might eat the dog, so don't bring the dog. <laughs> anyway, I love y'all. God bless you. Check them out, risings.com, and also risingsbunkers.com. I apologize, risingsbunkers.com, and of course go to blazetv.com slash humor. Sign up, you get a free month. Uh, Pretty good trial. So anyway, Clyde, thanks for coming in, buddy. Thank you. You bet. Hey, you guys, we'll see you next time. We love y'all. God bless. Bye.